0: It's the most all-star-studded challenge ever, and this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars, new season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.
1: Good morning. It is Wednesday, March 23rd. You are listening to the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Lance Glenn. So unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NCAA tournament is underway and the Sweet 16 is set. Duke is set to take on Texas Tech on Thursday night for a spot in the Elite Eight. And of course, the Blue Devils are led on the floor this season by star freshman Paolo Boncaro. Now, believe it or not, there was once a time where the Blue Devils star and likely top five pick had college football aspirations along with college basketball ones. As a freshman quarterback, he helped O'Day High School in Washington win a state title. And on today's episode, I'm going to be joined by 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Editor, Brandon Huffman, as we look back at Paolo's time on the gridiron and discuss what could have been had he decided to pursue football. So we are just going to take a quick break and when we come back, you'll hear my conversation with Brandon on Duke's Star Freshman. Joined now by 24-7 sports, national recruiting editor Brandon Huffman. So Huff, majority of the nation knows Paulo Bonquero due to his prowess on the basketball court, starring for Duke as the Blue Devils get ready to take on Texas Tech in the Sweet 16. But those in the Seattle, Washington are area, your neck of the woods, also are familiar with him for what he did on the football field, helping O'Day High School to a state title during his time in high school. And I want to really unpack the layers of his time in football and the what ifs had he decided to pursue that sport in college. So to start, as you remember back to what Paolo was like as a high school football player, what comes to mind?
0: Well, you kind of have to fast forward a little bit, or I guess rewind it a bit to when he was in 8th grade. When he was coming up in the youth football circuit, there was a lot of attention being paid to Paulo. He went down, when he was an 8th grader, went down to the FBU All-American game, down in San Antonio at the All-American Bowl. At that point, it was the U.S. Army All-American Bowl still. Went down there when the 2017 class, so we're talking the Najee Harris, the Tua Tonga-Vailoa. That year, Paulo was down playing in the 8th grade FBU All-American game as a quarterback. He had played for the FBU team in the Seattle area. Uh, he was on Coach Snoop. If you ever saw the, the Coach Snoop documentary on Netflix, uh, when Coach Snoop's team came up to Seattle to play, he and JT 2 Julian Simon, who's now at USC, they were all playing youth football together. And when he was an eighth grader, thinking he was going to play football long term, he actually rotated on the FSP 7 on 7 team, uh, their eighth grade team with Sam hewitt who went on to be the number one pro style quarterback in the 2021 class on a team also with JT and with uh, Julian Simon. So so there looked to be a long future, and as a freshman, he split the duties with an upperclassman, helped O'Day win the state title at O'Day as the quarterback. Now, they're a run-heavy team, so he didn't throw the ball a lot, but it wasn't really until after that summer, after his freshman year, that football started to go to and fade the black, and basketball became at the forefront. Because when he started high school, most people thought Paulo was going to end up being a Pac-12, maybe national football star.
1: And, you know, I was watching some of his film as a high school football player, a quarterback to be specific, only a two minute or so clip. But I mean, he just towers over literally everyone else on the team, just towers over them. And and look, he's 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, now, and you saw that big number 14 as he was running out of the tunnel and on his film. And it's just, it's so much bigger than everyone else, even back to when he was a freshman in high school. And I want to venture into a hypothetical. Had he decided to pursue football, was his future at quarterback long-term? Or do you think a change in positions was likely for him?
0: I think a change in position would have been likely for a couple the reasons. O'Day has been running the same run-based offense for nearly 30-plus years under Monty Kohler. It won him a state title in 2017. Uh, they finished his runner-ups in 2018 and 2019, won the Metro League title in 2020's shortened season, so they're a run-heavy team. So with Paulo, he would have had to get the majority of his passes in in the offseason, in 7-on-7, seven seven, in camps, so it likely would have been that he ended up moving to tight end long-term and served as kind of a blocking tight end, but as a, as a red zone target for O'Day just because the offense at O'Day predicated, you know, that they were going to run the ball. And he was there largely to play hoops. loop. So I think that, you know, even with the, the talent to play quarterback, I think the time necessary to focus on developing as a quarterback would have been nullified a little bit by playing AAU basketball in the spring and the summer. So I do think if he had stayed in football long term, he would have ended up as a tight end and, and likely a major red zone threat as a pass catcher.
1: And you know, it's funny you mentioned tight end is the position you would have had to switch to. And of course, we've seen many examples of college basketball players making the transition to NFL tight ends, you know, names that come to mind, of course, Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, Jimmy Graham, Mo Ali Cox, just to name a few. There, are of course, definitely more. Do you know if it was ever a thought of Bonqueros to pursue football more heavily than he did? Or do you know if any schools actually had interest in him in that sport? Or was it just no doubt basketball is the way to go from the beginning with him?
0: You know, he's not the the thickest guy in the world. He's a relatively thinner guy. And I think as he continued to get taller without really bulking up, I think he saw that his future is going to be on the hardwood. I don't think that football, after his recruitment really blew up after his freshman year and then in his sophomore season, when it really blew up on a national scale, I think at that point it was basketball. 100%, you know, because. The discussion at that point was going to be, you know, could he end up doing, you know, a year of the G League? Was there going to, he was a one and done almost from his sophomore junior year on. It was pretty well known he was going to be likely a one and done guy with all the offers that he had. So I think at that point, that was when it became, hey, this is basketball. This is a basketball player who played football. This isn't a football player playing basketball. I don't think after his probably his sophomore year he ever really looked back on the decision. I think once he focused just on basketball for O'Day, it became pretty clear that he was just going to focus on basketball for the rest of his career.
1: And you can't blame him, obviously, the opportunity to be a one and done compared to having to play three years in high school. You look at what Jalen Suggs, uh, three years in college, excuse me, look at what Jalen Suggs obviously did last year. I think Alan True mentioned that Suggs on the podcast would have been a close to a four-star quarterback prospect had he decided to pursue football, had some offers as well, or at least interest. But obviously, it's tough to pass up millions of dollars as a teen compared to obviously having to play three years in college without the guarantee that those millions will ever even come. You know, It seems like it's becoming more and more popular with high school athletes athletes to kind of specialize in one particular sport, right? You know, whether it's basketball or football, even baseball too, you can throw in. They've now become all year round, as opposed to just in the fall and winter seasons. As a high school sports dad yourself, do you notice that kids are focusing on one sport more instead of playing multiple? And, you know, as you evaluate prospects in your region, does whether or not a kid participate in two or three sports, as opposed to just one sport, play a role in your process?
0: Well, I think a lot of it depends on what sport that they're playing as their second sport. You know, I'm a big proponent of multiple sports. My son plays football and he plays baseball. I think it's important to play multiple sports. I know that, you know, a lot of guys will focus just on football and then they'll do travel football in the offseason. Now there's club football. That's a part of it. But, you know, go do track, go do wrestling, go do other sports that allow you to show the athleticism, to to show you, you know, the strength and allow that to help you build your resume. I'm a big believer in, in multiple sports, and I do think it helps in the evaluation process. You look at some of the fastest players that have come through college football in the years past, they were track guys. They were track stars. They ran the other 100, the 200. They ran on relays. You know, a lot of the, the bigger linemen were wrestlers. You're seeing a lot of football slash basketball players, a lot of football and baseball players. You know, two of the top players from the state of Washington in the 2021 class that Paula would have been a part of that, that he was friends with were Emeka Egbuka and JT2 Molowal. And both of those guys had multiple power five sports uh, offers for two sports. You know, Mecca had more baseball offers before he even started getting his football offers and ultimately decided to just focus on football at Ohio State, but he was playing baseball all the way through the summer, uh, You know, going into his, his junior year and then played a few tournaments going into what would have been his senior year during the pandemic. JT didn't enroll at Ohio State until uh, July because he wanted to play the basketball season his senior year at Eastside Catholic and didn't graduate until the spring like most people who graduate. Interestingly enough, it, it was Paulo winning the state championship in football as a freshman and then winning the state championship in basketball as a sophomore more that kind of motivated JT. JT won two state championships in football, but he lost three times in the state semifinals. Once as the number one seed, and the big reason why before the pandemic he was planning to come back for his senior year is he was determined to win a state championship ring in basketball because, as he always said, I need to match the same rings that Paulo has. Even though they had the same total amount of rings, Paulo had one for both sports, JT only had it for football, but you know, JT had offers from Washington and Oregon just to play basketball, and when he went out to Ohio State, initially his plan was to play basketball at Ohio State. I think he's not realizing he's a potential top 10 pick. He's just going to focus on getting bigger, stronger, and faster. But, you know, if you look at some of the elite athletes that have come out of the West in recent years, they have been multiple sport guys.
1: And I know, obviously, in the uh, in the class of 2022, you got five-star offensive tackle, Josh Connerly, I know, is a multi-sport athlete, also plays basketball along with football. And I'll, have, I'll send you off on this one. And your last answer was a good transition into this question. Obviously, Boncaro was the state of Washington's basketball star, but in the same class, when it comes to football recruiting the state, like you mentioned, had the likes of JT Tuimo Ameka Egbuka, among others. And I know in JT's case, you said it before, he's a dual-sport athlete. And if I remember correctly, had some high major basketball offers. You mentioned Washington and Oregon as a couple, along with. Obviously, the tons of offers he had in football. Do you know if there was a relationship between the high school sports stars? Did Paolo and JT? Did they meet on the court? You know what was the interaction like between all of them?
0: They grew up together. Those guys have been best friends basically since they were in elementary school playing youth sports together, and it was mostly a basketball-related relationship. And when they played football in middle school, they run the same FBU team. Then they went to rival high schools, the two premier Catholic schools in their league, played against each other in the league. In fact, uh, when JT's team was the number one ranked team in the state in two 2017, They were stunned in double overtime in the quarterfinals. That allowed O'Day, who B-Side Catholic had beaten early in the season, to win that state championship ring. And then those two went up against each other on the basketball court. But more importantly, they were on the same AAU basketball team, which was Seattle Rotary, a team that also had Nolan Hickman, who's at Gonzaga. Uh, had players that were at one point committed to you know, Kentucky. I think Hickman was committed to Kentucky, ultimately went to, to Gonzaga. Uh, Drew Carter, who was another multi-sport athlete, who played quarterback at Tigard High School in Oregon. He was the point guard. or or the shooting guard. He was on that basketball team, and now he's a quarterback at Colorado. So they had three guys that had the potential to play either football or basketball at the next level. But JT and Paulo have have been tied ever since. In fact, Duke's first loss of the season was on the road at Ohio State. And there was a picture of the two of them after the game. Uh, Paulo not smiling like he he normally didn't smile for pictures. JT smiling, uh, probably excited that Ohio State had just beaten Duke at that game in Columbus. But those two go back a long ways. They were both complimentary of each other on social media when they each committed. Both wanted to talk about representing for their hometown. Despite leaving the region, both were guys that the the local school wanted to keep and didn't have a chance to to keep. Uh, But both are making a big name for themselves elsewhere, and those two are very, very tight.
1: Paula Boncaro, former high school quarterback, leading Duke into the Sweet 16 against Texas Tech on Thursday night. You can follow Brandon on Twitter at Brandon Huffman, the national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports. Huff, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for coming on. You bet. Big thanks to Brandon Huffman for coming on the College Football Daily. You know, it seems like every year we get stories like these of dual sport athletes in high school choosing one sport over the other and excelling in college. Last year, it was Jalen Suggs, who was a four-star quarterback prospect from Minnesota, before choosing to play basketball at Gonzaga and then getting drafted in the lottery by the orlando magic last year and this year it's paulo banquero his blue devils take on texas tech this thursday night and his future in basketball is certainly bright for brandon huffman i am lance glenn have a good wednesday everyone we will talk to you again on friday here on the college football daily